You know who's in Arrested Development? Uh, you? No. No. Uh-huh. Oh, the show. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, Will Arnett. He is. Do you know what else Will Arnett's in? What? He was in the Ninja Turtles movie that we just watched. Cowabunga. Secret duping segway. Boom, you didn't know that was coming. <laughs> no, I'm I just shocked and appalled. lured you into my Segway trap of... Arnott. <laughs> <laughs> I get, no, you wait, wait, wait. No, I lured you into my secret trap against your will, oh. Arnett. <laughs> Much better. Trapped Take you in two. Arnett. <laughs> It's. I mean, it was getting I'm better, like, and then it got <laughs> worse, much worse. I'm lucky that you're so tired, so I can get yeah. away with this shit tonight. I liked it. So yeah, we just got back from the cinema, we and we did. walked out, and we're like, "Let us not discuss anything." So we haven't said a word to it. Well, about Ninja Turtles, <laughs> we, we didn't walk out like mute idiots <laughs> any more than we usual. We did discuss, you know, a certain international crisis, but I don't know if we want to go into that on the... No, I no. we agreed that we will never speak of that again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that time I farted in the library. Oh, I thought you were talking about... In the s- international section. <laughs> <laughs> and the librarian was like, a bit whiffy. <laughs> you should go. A bit like Stinkor from He-Man and the Masters <laughs> of the Universe. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still watching He-Man. Uh, did you have... Was it... Is it Moss Man? Yep. He was the best toy because he was actually, all mossy. I, did, I didn't have him. I got a choice between him and Cyclone and I picked Cyclone. Did Cyclone, was he a Cyclone? Uh, yeah, he spun around. Hot. Yeah. And I've just actually watching the other night the episode where they introduced Cyclone and the episode where they introduced Moss Man. At the same time? They're like, no. what's that mossy Cyclone? <laughs> oh, it's two bros. No. <laughs> That may be an upcoming episode, though. Yeah. But I like Moss Man in the new cartoon because as he walks, little flowers and plants grow underneath his footsteps. Oh, he's like he's Groot. Like the ultimate hippie flower child. Isn't he evil? No, he's a good guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. Hey, how are you going to be evil if your name is Moss Man? Well, have you ever been to Mossman? I have. It's full of soccer mums. <laughs> it's in Sydney where we don't live. Exactly. What's that all about? I don't know. Take your harbour and... Go and sit in the sun. I'm gonna have to. Wowzers. I'm gonna have to do a double segue to get you back on task here. Do, 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 double segue. Mossman is green. You know who else are green? Four fucking Ninja Turtles. Shit. What do you think of the movie, bro? Oh, it's a bit of a bummer. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. I felt really sad after watching that film. Did you? I think because what, what, what were you sad about? At the end, I walked out going like, I don't know, I'm strangely happy. Like, it ends on like a, an up note and the Ninja Turtles are all like... Spoiler. Cowabunga, man. Word to your mums. And you get like a little look at the Ninja Turtles being Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that was cool. And I, and I walked out. And then like, as I walked out the door, I'm like, oh, but I remember that for the first hour solid, I was just like... Scowling at the screen at how angry I was. Did you stop scowling when Megan Fox's butt appeared on screen? That is made that me what, more is that what brought you into a smile? <laughs> I mean, no, no, that was <laughs> very <laughs> aggravating. I know Michael Bay didn't direct it or whatever. Well, look, you could argue the same about most of the films that he's listed <laughs> yeah. as uh, the director of, but he orbited around it. But mm. it certainly feels like a, a. It's in the Bay Area, you yeah. know, like. <laughs> Like, it's got a Megan Fox who's there because of the butt. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of just really sort of crappy 
sexist crap. Like one, of, there's a female villain who uh, did she her, get a name? Her, no, her job is to wear a tight black jumpsuit. Exactly, and scowl a bit, and then she just sort of ignominiously like dies. Evil, and but also sexy. Exactly, sexily evil. Men want to be with me, and women want to be me, or whatever. That's it. But uh, do women look at the risk of exposing myself as symbolic of the patriarchal oppression? <laughs> yeah. Do women just want to be someone that can wear a black leather cat suit all the time? I, d- I don't think the girls I know, and you know, I know a few. I've met a few. Yeah, I believe you. And look, it's I've not, seen him with women. It's listeners. not something that I address up front with them, where I go, "Hey." My name's JT. Quick question as we're getting to know each other. Do you just want to wear a black leather cat suit all the time? And they go, oh, no, get fucked. I can't Uh, stress enough that that should not be your opener. No, and it's not. But I just (laughs) kind of assume by the lack of people I've met that wear black leather cat suits, which is at – Currently at zero of all of the women I've ever met, except for one fancy dress party. I feel like if that was a desire – Statistically, I would have met more women in the world who wear <laughs> like that's not a hard. You're making some good points. It's not hard. <laughs> all I'm saying is, if your goal as a you know as an entire gender, your yeah. united goal is to spend maximum time wearing black leather cat suits, that's not a really hard goal to achieve. You could probably, if that was the goal of the female gender of, of the human race, yeah. I feel like they could probably just cross that off and go, nah, achievement unlocked. So what I'm positing <laughs> to you, sir... I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> is that, yeah, no, women don't want to be the, the silent, well, mostly silent black cat suit lady in Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I'm exhausted. S- I need some tang. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. I think there were bits in it. Whenever it was the movie slowed down a bit and you got to just hang out with the Ninja Turtles, and particularly, I would say, Michelangelo, who's my least favourite as a kid. I was always a Donatello guy. But Michelangelo was a party dude. Well, exactly. But he was sort of the most... uh, He was the only one who sort of carried through that sort of goofy Ninja Turtle thing, where Mm. it's it's an inherently a silly concept, you know? Mm. And he was the only character where they seemed to give him permission to be a bit of a Zane Meister, you know? Uh, (laughs) Zane Meister. And I think if the movie had just been that, it would have been really cool, but it was welded onto like this really terrible plot that doesn't make any sense and it was really embarrassed to be a Ninja Turtle movie and uh, Will Arnett was really awesome in it but everyone else was just a bit meh. Will Arnett uh, was underutilised I thought. Yeah. For a man who's as comedically cool as he is. Like everything he says is funny. Not not used properly And I don't think it's the script making him funny. I think he's just working his ass off. Was there a script? Apparently. What movie did you watch? (laughs) So what were your thoughts, sir? Well, Here's, this is going to be a little bit of a surprise. Ooh. And I think... I think is this t- about cat suits again? I th- no, I think I'm <laughs> done with the cat suit conversation. Aren't we all? This is going to probably boggle some minds, I think. I don't know why uh, that's so funny, but it I, is. I didn't hate it. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't... Shit. It's not the worst movie I've seen this year, by far. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> here's my bold statement. I feel like you should put a seatbelt onto the stool when I say this. Click, zip, slam. I don't know what slam is. I think I might have liked it more than Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, snap. Interesting. Uh, Discuss. I disagree with your sentiments about Michelangelo. Yeah. I thought that he was 
too overdone, too over the top. Too radical, too cowabunga. Yeah, too tubular. <laughs> you can just shorten that to tubular. I guess. Tubular? Yeah. <laughs> That's the sequel. That's right. Ferris Bueller meets the Ninja Turtles. That would be pretty good. <laughs> they all just take the day off. Actually, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that. would be super great. They should do it at Empire Records. <laughs> I, I really liked Leonardo and Raphael. Yeah. I thought they nailed their characters. I thought Michelangelo, they put him too over the top. Mm-hmm. And I thought the same with Donatello. He's supposed to be kind of the geeky inventory one, but they made him too stereotypical nerdy, which didn't didn't really gel with me. It's weird when he then becomes like an ass-kicking bowmaster super dude. It is. It's, it's when every time too jarring. He, when every time he says anything, he's like, I don't, I don't know about the computers. I'm not sure. And you're like, it's <laughs> amazing. On, Why did they not hire you to do He's the voice? Like, and instead of like the bow staff, which it, I know I've said this before, but in the NES TMNT game, <laughs> incredible reach, best character hands down. Uh, but yeah, he's got like a computer on his back and he's got like a spring-loaded stick. He's very like, and he's got huge uh, glasses on. Yeah, he's a big speckoid. And yeah. yet you don't have a problem with Michelangelo carrying a rocket-powered skateboard on his back <laughs> for the entire film. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the only problem I have with that is that he just, he has a rocket-powered skateboard, but then is in a lot of situations where he's like in danger of falling off the side of things and he's just like, well, I've got no tools to do it. <laughs> It has to be said, I think, pretty lazy. Oh, hang on. I need to do that again because I did a big... It has to be said (laughs) for a second time. It does. Pretty lazy script. Oh, man. Plot holes. Man, I've eaten Swiss cheese sandwiches with less holes than this (laughs) movie script had. I could fly a rocket-powered skateboard through those plot holes. You sure could. Well, and that was what was frustrating. Like, I can see... The movie that you liked through the holes, I think. Like, there were yeah. bits of it where I was really enjoying it. And, like, the the big action scene that everyone's seen from the trailers, which is them, like, careening down a snow-covered mountain on their shells while fighting, <sighs> yeah. like, uh, goons. And, goons. Uh, That's ev- a good word for them. And uh, there's, like, a semi-trailer, like, doing fat doughies over them and stuff. And they've got to rescue people and hit things and stuff. It's not in any way realistic or anything like there's no physics involved but it's just like that bit i was like oh this is kind of fun like it's interesting like it's energetic uh it didn't there were there weren't that many scenes where i was like i have no concept of what's going on like they sort of managed to portray the action in a way that kind of made sense and it was fun and i was like if it was just like this it would be really fun instead of wasting all that time on a like a plot that's just terrible just don't have one. Just See, have Ninja I, Turtles I having think, a blast. I don't think the plot was terrible. Shit out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we're having an open and frank discussion about this. Yeah. I think there was... <laughs> I'm going to mute your microphone again. The overarching kind of concept behind it, I think, had some merit. Mm-hmm. It was terribly executed, though. Yeah. I'll tell you where they lost me, and it was in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is where the whole thing fell apart. Uh, yep. And I can only assume that – I don't know if you noticed all the grotesque product placement in there. I, def- I desperately want to go out and buy a Windows phone. You, when you went to the <laughs> bath, we, you already leaned over to me earlier in the film and was like, sweet-ass Windows phone. <laughs> yeah. But when you went to the bathroom, the villain, it, he starts – he's doing like the villain monologue thing where all mm. his henchmen are there and he's like in the middle of the circle. 
Yep. And you're like, oh, I can't believe I missed that. I and he's probably ruined the movie for me. Well, exactly. And as the as the scene starts, he goes like, phone conversation complete or whatever, and like hangs up his phone, mm. but like holds it dramatically in the center of the frame just next to his face but like still turned on so you can see like those windows tiles yeah, on it right. and he just delivers this like here's the thing you need to know to understand how evil i am by windows phone only evil people use windows phones it should be pointed out it seems to be the case <laughs> man well no here's on the windows phone issue right at the beginning of this film april o'neill a.k.a. Cardboard Megan Fox, who I think, to be fair, it needs to be said, actually exercised more range in this film than the first two Transformers films. Now, I'm not sure if that's a compliment yeah. or a bit, of a, it's, it's a bit of a backhanded compliment. She went from being stone <laughs> to being uh, like a... You know those cartoons where they put... Oh, it's not a cartoon, but they have the cardboard cutout and then they just cut a hole in where the mouth goes yeah, and an actor stands behind it and does the mouth... Ever. There's something about that where you just go, I never realised a human mouth was that wet. She's either she's <laughs> either like that or she's like when the people draw the face on their stomach yeah. and then put the hat on exactly. over there up to their shoulders <laughs> and the, the belly rolls and it makes yeah. it look like they're singing. She's, she's That'll a, be in the sequel, man. That's Krang. She, <laughs> <laughs> she's advanced to that level of acting. So good on her for, I, for I will actually honing pay, her art. There were a couple of times in there I was like, Megan Fox is actually talking like a person. Yeah. And I think it's She's almost as realistic as the CGI turtles on the screen. <laughs> she did, like, I at least was able to believe she was a, a thing. Yes. You know, whereas in... <laughs> like, what sort of thing is up for yeah, debate? Yeah, like a, a vaguely human-y, pointy thing. I think that's more a, a comment on the, the Transformers films where she was 100% there just as an object. As, yeah, and, uh, as an ass with legs. Yeah, like she mm. had nothing to do whatsoever. In mm. this one, she at least did... She was a character, you yep. know, and she carried stuff and she had things to say. She came off like a fucking raving lunatic, but she yeah. had stuff to do. But in the, in the context of the April O'Neil that they've set up for this, mm -hmm. I think she kind of lived up to it. She wasn't the April O'Neil from you know, other media, but she, I think she was this April O'Neil in a reasonably believable way, except right at the beginning, <laughs> she goes to take a photo with her phone, with a Windows phone, yep. her Nokia, which are one of the, one of the things that, that Nokia have got going, and this is, I'm, I'm going to like really geek out for a this second. This is going to be a thing where the movie's ruined because it doesn't have your granular knowledge of handsets, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Which happens all the time. Yeah. One of the really big selling points of, of Nokia's phones have and has always been, even before they were Windows phones, has been the optics and the photography stuff. Oh, yeah. The current generation of Nokia Windows phones have exceptional, second to none, screw Samsung, screw Apple, screw all those guys. Screw those guys. If you want a camera that takes amazing low-light photos... <laughs> Nokia is the phone to go. Not a friend of the show. Not this is not a sponsored spot. No, uh, surprising. This is, this is a fact. <laughs> if you want low light photos, go and get yourself a Nokia Windows phone. Hashtag Nokia. Do you remember what happened in the first when she goes to take the photo? She tried to take a photo, and a weird movie thing came up that said "not enough light" or something. Yes, crap. and yeah. I was like, oh, I almost walked out. I yeah, no, like, nah, I this can't. I can't do this anymore. Bring in the mutated <laughs> turtle people to reel me back to reality. <laughs> Nokia, you dickheads. Mm. So I don't think that was a particularly good bit of product placement for Nokia, given that they'll be like, 
oh, come and buy our phones and take amazing photos. And everyone will be like, nah. April O'Neil couldn't take one of the <laughs> Foot Clan. Given that she ultimately loses her job because she can't take a photo <laughs> to save her that's ass. Not, uh, that's not helping, is it? Yeah. Uh, she must get shot in the face for trying to take one. She's yeah, like, I don't damn. know. Where's the brand positioning? This never would have happened if I had an iPhone 6 with free U2 music on it. If only I could point my wrist with my uh, iWatch or whatever on it. <laughs> that would have sorted it. Can I, can I talk about some other things that I did like, though? Because there were actually a few things that I liked. Do it. Fill the world with joys. I will. And that, that's really my role in this podcast is to be the happy-go-lucky exactly. kind of You're the Michelangelo I'm, to Mike. I'm, I'm the positive sort of attitude in the room most mm-hmm. of the time. I think we can all agree on that. You're the, the pizza-loving party guy in my sewer lair. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've already said I like Leonardo as the calm, sort of cool leader. I mm-hmm. thought he lived up to that character well. I like that Raphael's got the anger issues because that's what I've always liked about Raphael. I'm not sure why uh, that resonates with me. Um, it's weird. I know because I'm Go such a it. calm, sedate individual. I kind of like the way they handled the Foot Clan. I always thought one of the things that's always been a bit jarring is oh, we train up these people to be ninjas and then they go and frig around in the city and <laughs> cause crime. And I'm like, why don't you train them to be ninjas? Why don't you just give them guns? It was confusing as a child yeah. when I was like, what's frig around me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I kind of like the fact they sort of modernised them and they're, they're not the evil ninja clan thing. They're just organised crime yeah. who sort of try to remain a bit anonymous and they wear masks and stuff. So I, I, can't, I, well, I was okay with that sort of deviation from, mm-hmm. from the Foot Clan thing. I like that they did. The Turtles were still fully ninja. You never see them really fire a gun or anything like that. They're using swords and size and nunchucks and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And they were each, I think, ev- even if you didn't like their personalities, they were still distinct from each other. Yeah. Which I was – one of the things I was really worried about was it was going to be – Four identical CGI turtles and you go, well, he's called Leonardo, but I can't remember if he's different from the other one or not. So they, they, they at least had a little bit of individuality to the personality. Yeah, Leonardo and Raphael get a bit of a character arc. I think they're all, mm. in terms of the writing of the characters, it's all pretty basic and broad. Like yep. you've, you do have just wacky party guy, nerd brooding angry teenager and sort of devout leader guy. Yep. And that's a that's about it. They're just defined by their sort of singular mm. character trait. Like mm. Raphael and Leonardo have a bit of an arc where Raphael's like, stop telling me what to do and then they learn to love and live again in the end and blah, blah, blah. Which was sweet. Yeah. But I think and the... And shit at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just very like... I don't know. The fourth time Raphael was like, don't tell me what to do. And I'm mad about it, even though we're in the middle of a fight for our lives, seemingly the first one we've ever had, and it's time to have a bit of a brotherly stoush. (laughs) I was like, maybe you could give it a miss, Raphael. Maybe you could just put the angst on hold, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, I feel like they're going to get to a point where they understand each other and Leonardo will be recognised as a leader. And, oh, it happened weird. Uh, He should be a writer. But one, uh, I think... The thing that did the most heavy lifting was I thought the design of the turtles was good in the way that it differentiated them. I must say, watching the movie, they were much less nightmare fuel than I'd anticipated. (laughs) Like, when I first saw them, I was like, they just look like a smashed ass or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they they were looking a bit Uncanny Valley and things. (laughs) Just go steady with the praise, bro. Like, Raphael's sort of the... 
like head and shoulders above the rest is this big sort of muscle bound anger. You can tell that oh, he's he on like, roid rage. For yeah, sure. yeah. Leonardo is sort of like the, you know, he's been given. And you see Splinter give him the katanas and be like, this is the most refined samurai ninja weapon that a leader would have. And you can tell that the stuff that he wears, you can tell he's sort of like taken that on board. He's trying to be like traditional ninjutsu-y thing. Uh, whereas Michelangelo just dresses like a weird rapper. and Donatello's covered in computers and shit. Uh, but yeah, and they all look differently, much more than like in the cartoons where they were just differentiated by the colours of their bandanas yeah i think that's the main issue i had with the movie was that just the two tones and it kept flicking between them mm. and it just made both of the tones give me the shits like yep. they, they've diluted the the effectiveness yeah. of either either tone like they put all this effort into the design of them but then they have like the the different colored bandanas and then you see the turtles throughout their entire lifespan from when they're just mundane little turtles all the way up to the present day and in each of them like they've all they're all brightly colored in the in the colors that they will come to to wear and it just gives me the shits it's like that's a very cartoon thing to do which doesn't jive with the sort of they they keep trying to be like a serious gritty retelling but then also being like a big shiny four color cartoon thing trying to please too many people yeah, a little I, think, bit. I think that's what's... And yeah, we've just seen it, but I think that's what gave me the shits. Mm. The whole April O'Neil connection thing just seemed a little bit pointless. As far as I remember in the comic, she's a reporter. Yeah. Like she's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and she just stumbles across them and, and that's yeah. her involvement. She finds them because she's a reporter or she just happens mm. to be the person that they know of. She's their human buddy. I understand that sort of like economy of script writing thing where you involve everybody in the origin and it all makes it easy and stuff, but... Lazy. You end up with, and look, we're probably sort of spoily things, but yeah, yeah this movie spoilers Screw aren't going to change this film because yeah. it's not about like there isn't really a big reveal. No, you, you kind of know mm. through the whole thing what's going on. But uh, you you discover that April O'Neil is intrinsic to the birth of the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and her dad created them. The villain was evil from the start. She saved them and put them down the sewer when they were like a rat and four turtles. But it just strains the whole thing because she's she, you t- find out eventually that she is like integral to them and has known them since birth or whatever. But the beginning of the film is her stumbling across them completely by accident. That has nothing to do with her being the first human being to, to lay eyes on these dudes. Uh, and it's just infuriating to me that she just like <laughs> she rocks up and accidentally finds them she f- sees these ninja turtles they're these enormous fucking six feet tall dudes who are turtles wearing the same four colors as she used to like paint her fucking turtles with as a kid and only when they s- and then they say my name's leonardo and she's like oh, oh. i think I, I this rings a bell Oh, you know? I feel like I've known a turtle called Leonardo before. I th- think you'd remember that. Yeah. But here's, here's my complaint about the whole thing with her dad as well. There's all this footage of her hoonering around this top secret science lab making videos as a kid. I'm like, they don't allow kids into places like that. They're dealing with dangerous chemicals and making mutagens and stuff. This is eight-year-old running around with a camcorder pretending to be a news reporter. Yeah. And, like, touching the scientific subjects, <laughs> yeah. the turtles and the rat and stuff. Like, if you're injecting hell? a delicate chemical compound into rats and a turtle and turtles over, like... A series of months. How do you know it's not going to throw it off if you're just letting them mung down on some fucking pizza every couple of well, days? Do you? Is it really responsible parenting to let your kid interact with those animals? What if she turned into a friggin' yeah. turtle? What if she got bitten by a radioactive turtle and becomes Turtle Woman? 
Yeah. And she's just really slowly walking around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she lives for like 300 years. Yeah. And lays eggs on the beach. But it's all just like... <laughs> trying the, to stitch stuff together that doesn't need to be stitched together. Well, exactly. The, nin- the concept of the Ninja Turtles... And as you say, like the Foot Clan never made sense because it's just a bloody a ninjutsu clan in New York for no reason whatsoever. Mm. But like the Ninja Turtles started off as just like a piss take of Daredevil, like Frank Miller's Daredevil. The canister of radioactive shit that takes Matt Murdock's sight, bounces into the sewer, lands on some turtles and they go and they just... Like the Foot Clan is a parody of the Hand, which is the fucking ninja clan mm. of the blah, blah, blah. Like there's no reason behind it apart from that they just thought it was funny, you know. And there doesn't need to be any reason behind it. And they sort of... They well, I, I feel a little bit like they have to put some... There has to be some sort of reason behind it. In a for, film for like a film, this, they do. Like, but they still never really disclose what the, motiv- what the key motivation is, unless that's the bit that happened when I went to the toilet. Like why is... No. Oh, we're get, we're going to get rich and take over the world. But why? Mm. I get why someone wants to be rich, but what's the shredder's motivation? The you know what? Heaps just want to put like a cheese grater on my body <laughs> uh, and rule the world through the power of mozzarella. Yeah. Well, <laughs> on on top of the sort of coincidence upon coinky dink that mm. the plot's based on in terms of April O'Neil being the one that meets them. Yep. There's also the fact that Splinter and the turtles fall into the sewer. Unbeknownst to them, they've been raised by a good scientist and an evil scientist. The evil scientist is secretly being stewarded by Shredder, who's his sensei, and he's like a weird, obsessive sort of ninjutsu Japanese fetishist, mm. which doesn't seem to have anything to do with the actual experiments. It's like, no, if you followed him home, you'd realise that he was obsessed with ninjas and shit. But he doesn't bring that. <laughs> he doesn't bring a but katana to work. Given that he lives a hundred million miles out of New York City and it takes him an hour and a half to drive up there, yeah. you're probably not going to follow him home. You get, you get a few blocks out and go, oh, no. Nah. Especially if you are, at this point... A mundane rat. <laughs> right. Correct. But then the rat and the turts fall into <laughs> fall into the sewer Episode and start title. mutating. Splinter happens to mutate first. Convenient. Yeah, has these kids that he decides to raise. Mm. They're like the turtle teen something. And stumbles across a yeah. ninjutsu book. The only reason they become ninjas is because he happens to find a book on ninjutsu that someone's flushed down the laves. Like... <laughs> That's the thing. He teaches them and he just goes, I just taught myself ninjutsu first. Which I feel like... Uh, From a book? People, yeah, people that have devoted their life to a martial art yep. would be a little bit offended by the idea that a mutant rat yep. can teach itself the ancient and mystical art of ninjutsu... From basically ninjutsu for dummies that someone's thrown in the yeah. trash. Splinter Stark taught himself ninjutsu in a cave with a bag of rocks. <laughs> so he just teaches. There's a bit of hand wavy stuff where he's like, "So I decided to teach them to be ninjas, and they picked it up amazingly quickly." Which you know, of might course, be they suggestive would. that their fucking mutant brains picked it up or something. But except for the, the fact that they're heaps dumb, you could buy into the oh, they picked it up really fast because they're hyper intelligent because yeah. of the mutagen, but they're not. They're pretty dumb. It really should be two Ninja Turtles, Raphael, who's expressing his rage through size, mm. and Leonardo, who wants to be like, like an actual fucking samurai warrior. Yep. And then they should have Michelangelo ripping fat bongs in the back. <laughs> and they're like, do you want to do these nunchucks? And it's he's like, like oh, f- dude. Fuck that, bro. I'm my, going surfing. My green hands can touch anything but themselves. <laughs> and Donatello should be in the corner fucking Mario Kart it up, man. He should be like, a stick. What do I want a stick for? To reach... A circuit board across the room on my sewer cave. Like, 
it, but the the thing that shits it's another thing where they become ninjas for a reason that is completely separate and incidental to the fact that they ultimately end up fighting a ninja a ninja <laughs> and it's like who is also in a roundabout way responsible for their creation exactly so you end up it's like i don't know it's man a, it's, it's like, like a big circle you know what else is a big circle a pizza <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it's just a it, they're just it's just all this wacky random like they're trying so hard to make it into a cohesive thing and they just, but they are they though? Are they? Really? I don't know. <laughs> and you're not sure. You're kind of like, oh well, they've explained, they've gone right into depth on that. And then, oh yeah, by the way, ninjas. Yeah, and the f- and they love pizza because they ate it once as a kid. The only motivation you get. So the idea is that, and again, the ninja Tur- the mythology is the Ninja Turtles versus Shredder and his Foot Clan. Mm. Right. It's like a continuation of this sort of uh, Japanese rivalry, like yeah. rival clans of ninja stuff, basically. But they sort of fuck all that off <laughs> and replace it with sort of generic business guy who wants to make money thing. Because he had no friends as a kid was the... Yeah, exactly. That was a thing. And was taken in by moustache twirling bloody ninja shredder. Who <laughs> doesn't, doesn't get a name beyond shredder. Um, but yeah, the motivation you get seems to be that shredder will take... They will release this toxin into the world. They tried to create a chemical that was an antidote which was what ended up becoming the ooze that mutates the turtles or whatever. Uh, And then the idea is that they will poison all of New York, wait until almost everyone's dead, and then he will reveal that he has an antidote. He will save everybody and he will get paid billions of dollars and he will be rich. And Shredder's part of the deal uh, is that he will then get to take over what's left of New York. With nobody living there. What's the point of ruling if you can't rule all the people, I say? Um, Give me a crown. I don't understand why... Fuck, I don't understand anything. But what sh- <laughs> this much is clear. What shits me is that when you first meet Shredder, he explains sort of his idea. Someone says something about, oh, there's these turtles are a myth or something. And he says, oh, that's what the culture wants to make the Foot Clan. Just a story, like a fairy tale. But we can't let that happen. We need to bring the Foot Clan back and make people remember. This is after a 10-minute montage of the news, every single news report in New York. And over the course of the movie, you they refer to this, in, like they measure this in decades of the Foot Clan's reign of terror in New York. <laughs> that everything that's ever happened is responsible for the Foot Clan. People fucking know the Foot Clan, you know? They've heard You're of You're not them. a fairy tale, bro. You're, You're on the six o'clock news. I've got to stop saying bro this podcast. He, like, he has I've to t- turn down Michael the radio because they're like, Foot Clan, Foot Clan, Foot Clan, Foot Clan. And he's like, I wish they'd shut up so I can finish my monologue about how people need to know what the Foot Clan is. And why is it a clan? Like I like, I do like the idea that they just turn it into sort of like a terrorist militia, but just they're call what, it the Foots. They're what the guys from Fight Club would have been if Shredder was leading them instead of Tyler Durden. <laughs> exactly. My example of the stuff that got under my skin was someone going like, the Foot Clan, they're terrorising everybody. They're called the Foot Clan because they step all over <laughs> And I'm like, you don't need to fucking come up with a reason for the Foot Clan. It's like, oh, have you seen Boba Fett as a kid? No one gives a fuck. (laughs) Just say it's the Foot Clan. (laughs) What did you think of the Shredder armour that was part Iron Man, part Porcupine, part Cheese Grater? I just didn't give a fuck, man. Yeah. It would have been like if if there was a reason for it, you know, it's sort of... Uh, oh, but there was. We're blending the best of modern technology with traditional samurai-ness. Yeah. 
He had like what? those magnetic sword, <laughs> boomerang swords and yeah, stuff, which the plot on, sort dude. of hinged on. You could have you could have got behind it if it was some you know old style armor type of thing, you know, like Batman kind of wears. But yeah, meh. they ruined Splinter as well, and and <laughs> <laughs> look, in no uncertain terms, at the beginning when they first come back, yeah, Splinter's just fucking horrible to them. And yeah. Splinter's supposed to be the loving, caring, understanding. You know, he gets his patience tested by having four teenage turtles hanging around. Yeah. It's got to be a downer. He basically brutalizes them <laughs> as, as some. He's, you know what a Splinter is? He's like the, uh, what was that dude in Eastern Europe? He's the Joseph Fritzel of the Ninja <laughs> Turtles world. And I don't say that lightly. Just keeps them in a sewer basement. <laughs> Pretty much. He does. Well, he's worried about them. No, People he's make not. Fun he's of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought sent a great message. I'm, oh, I couldn't couldn't send them up. People yeah. people will call them freaks. If you if your teenage sons are uggos, <laughs> push them down. Keep them out of the sun. What is it with films lately? <laughs> it's like Superman's it's, fucking dad again. This is it. He says, yeah. oh, you know, I saw how your dad cared for you, April, and that's what inspired me. I'm like, bullshit, man. You watched, uh, you watched Man of Steel, didn't you? Exactly. You saw old Costner and you were like, green boys, yeah. stay in the closet. Are you a unique snowflake with an ability to save the world? Fucking Fuck off. Push it down. <laughs> push it down. Just live a quiet existence of failure and shame. <laughs> so much shame. Why is the cinema telling me shame? At least this one, unlike Man of Steel, where it goes from dad saying, give it a miss, the whole hero thing. And then he just fuck he, like he's so into it that he dies. <laughs> <laughs> At least in this one, Splinter has the thing where he like says, "No, nah, you've got it. You're not ready. You're not ready for this, right?" And they are portrayed as broadly not ready. You know, they they're not very good. <laughs> um, and at least at the end, he get like he has the realization that they save the day, and the the turtles learn to sort of trust each other and stuff. But it shits me that they just they ha- they have to take the time to look down the camera and be like. I had to learn that you are ready and that I could let you go. And you had to learn to trust each other. I'm like, we fucking, we just saw it. We just saw you learn Just waiting for him to go, thanks for the jerseys with the ducks on them, Coach Bombay. (laughs) (laughs) Flying bee. (laughs) We probably do need to... Wrap it up. Yeah, like the turtles were wrapping. Fucking half shell, gonna hit ya, gonna... Spank Megan Fox on the ass, blah, blah, blah. Aww. Sexism, racism, <laughs> bigotry in general. Huh, huh, huh. I did like the sort of modernization. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the modernization of them as like that they they were like modern teenagers in New York, sort yeah. of obsessed with sort of rap culture and that sort of thing. Actually, that was cool. Actually, that is one more thing that I do want to say is I think they did New York really well. So I can only assume that Bay wasn't involved with any of that. Yeah. Because in Bay's movies, the cities are all there's there's no the city is not a character. Yeah. The city's this sort of just blank it could be anywhere. Whereas it's where this, the army lives. I, what I what I did like about this, which is very true to the source material, is it was very New York it was essential that it was in New York and you got a lot of New Yorkness to it. Agreed. Agreed. Stars uh, Megan Fox, Will Arnett. That was lame. <laughs> it's lame. Uh, I'm gonna go two star. I actually like the movie more now that we've talked about it because it's so like you. it's so fun to to hate it, it out. You know, like it's <laughs> like I wanted it to be goofier, and in retrospect, everything about it is dumb as shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind 
kind of <laughs> so therefore it gets two stars. Yeah, so two stars, two and a half stars. I, how many did I give Spider Man? Uh, I don't know. I gave Transformers none, didn't I? I think so. Yeah, those stars transformed and rolled out. <laughs> I'm going to give it two and a half. Yeah, I don't. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't. It's not something that I'll probably watch again. I mm. certainly won't buy it on Blu-ray or whatever. Yeah. Um, if it was on TV, I might look at it again. So yeah, I, two and a half. It's not like I said. It's certainly not the worst movie I've seen ever, and it's not even the worst movie I've seen this year. So. It's like one Kelly of those Bunga. these movies. It seems to be an unfortunate structure to these sort of rebooty franchisey things, where I get to the end of it and go, "There was just enough in there that I want to see the next one because maybe it'll be good." At the end of that road lies nothing but ruin. So many sequel tears. But you sort of go, "All this setup shit was a fucking waste of time." But there were small glimmers where they just let the characters hang out and fight things and stuff, mm. which was entertaining. Uh, if they just like, why does Splinter have like a bloody fucking stereotypical Asian hairstyle before he finds the ninja book? Fuck this movie. <laughs> did he get the, did he <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Do you think Jesus ever, like, trolled people by they were like, oh, I'm about to drink this wine, and he's like, water. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do that? If I could turn water into wine. Yeah, and so inversely. Naturally, Jesus would have done that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. Do you want to put some wine? For Cheers. someone who wears sandals. Yeah. Right. Not, not such a bad dude. No, that's right. Some radical ideas. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. And they went, you know, it was a mixed bag. <laughs> This is true. He managed to argue, you know, created a religion. That's a win for him. I just accidentally turned your voice off in my ear. Oh, accidentally. I was, I was still recording. Interesting. It's not like I want to cut you out of the show and just have the whole <laughs> thing as level Justin. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, have I actually left you speechless? And then I went, no, nah, catch up, dude. He's just been quiet so that the listeners think that he's not here anymore. Just doing a bit. But yeah, and you would like collapse all of the bread in town into one loaf and then bolt off and eat it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so very glad that you're not the son of God. Yeah. I I couldn't handle the the shenanigans. It'd be pretty good. The monkey shines, as you might say. Yeah. Did he have... He wouldn't have had stigmata. Because that's from the whole crucifix thing. Well, he, he arguably he is the first stigmata <laughs> victim yeah. and it didn't end so well for him. Because subsequent people get the thing where they're like, oh, I'm bleeding from the palms. But he wouldn't have had that as a sign of anything. No. Well, so it would have been a sign of him being <laughs> crucified. Yeah, one time. <laughs> yeah. But not a lifelong. Well, I suspect it was probably just as shocking to him as it is to people that get the stigmata, though. Oh, being like held you down by Roman soldiers <laughs> and having nails driven through the palms of your hands. I mean, it'd be like a whore, but like, (laughs) (laughs) I think you'd probably scream more than whore. But he knew what was whore is what you do when you have a surprise birthday party and people jump out from behind the couch. (laughs) When someone's standing on your wrist and hammering a rusty nail with a mallet through the palm of your, I don't think you go whore. But I just mean that he like they made him carry the tree all the way, so he was like, I reckon this is on the cards. Do you reckon that that's the most? Fucked up, brutal part of the crucifixion story. That they make like, him drag the cross yeah. all the way. Crucifixion's bad enough, but they're like, nah, 
here's the deal, bro. It's not We're going to make you carry it yourself. Yeah. Because we're just bastards. It's a bit upsetting. It's well, yeah. Because I was just thinking like, because the other troll you could do yeah. is like high five people and then go, oh, ow. And you've got like the hole in your palm. <laughs> and be like, what'd you do that for? And then it like disappears. You're like, psych. Yeah. That, uh, like, can sp- I just hold your, works? hold your fishes? <laughs> One fish. Right. <laughs> Did he do any other magic tricks? Yeah, we did the walking on water thing. You could, as you, as they're chasing you to get their f- one fish and their one loaf that you've sort of yeah. minimised for easy transportation, <laughs> you just run out into the middle of the lake and they follow you and they go, like, oh, yeah, that's a flat surface, we can run on that, and then splash, they drown. <laughs> that's the ultimate troll. Yeah, exactly. Say hi to my dad for me. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Be like when I uh, broke my foot as a kid, and I'd just like people would go, "Oh, you broke your foot," and I go, "Oh, that sucks," and I'd go to run after them and like fall over because of a broken foot. It'd be the same. Like he'd run off and be like, "Oh, you better don't chase me!" Oh no, and they splash in the water, and he'd be like, "Oh, oh. yeah, guess how many fish are in these lake? One." <laughs> <laughs> I have a very shallow understanding of what that guy got up to. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's coming across. Could he burn the bush, or was that his dad? That was his dad talking, oh, okay. to, talking to the Moes. Yeah, <laughs> to the Moes. <laughs> that's what they called him down at the yeah. uh, down at the bazaar. That's B A bazaar, not bizarre. Yeah, bazaar. The story bazaar. is bizarre. Bazaar. Yeah. Hey, Moes, down at the bazaar. No, no, not Moes. The Moes. Yeah. Oh man, here comes the Moes. Yeah. He's been helping build some pyramids or something. Is that me? The the Moses. Is that the Moses theme music? He comes in on the hydraulic camel. That's (laughs) just (laughs) this shrub getting hot in here. Told me some fat truths. Let me rap to you about a man I know called JC. No, this is pre. This is in BC, (laughs) so there is no JC. It's just God. Yeah, before Christmas and the Moes. Yeah, God and the Moes. That's the shittest sitcom. God and the Moes. No, look, I'd probably watch that. Yeah. Got to be better than Arrested Development. (laughs) Them's fighting words.